discussing last night the Messias Asharim, a very uh, difficult, somewhat frightening, but important concept. Messias Asharim was discussing how to explain to various groups of people that taking it easy, Belamazeh, is not going to satisfy you. Not Belamazeh, and certainly not Belamabah when you can't fix it. And what he's going to spell out later is that many people feel that, well, as long as I get into Belamabah, which is a uh, madrega, what does it make where I'm sitting? So we drew the analogy, Lahavdal, between the uh, bleachers and the box seats, and I don't know what they would call the, uh, the level uh, playing field seats. Somebody told me afterwards, he asked me not to quote Peshay Murmur, but he said, <laughs> he said they're called legend seats, and they're like, they are $600 a ticket or more. That's like the lowest. He said, I think go for $1,200, $2,500, and they even had a problem because ticket outlets were reselling them and a number of people had a taina. Well, the Yankees probably had a taina. And the people who were sitting there had a taina, as I had figured they would, but all of a sudden these non-equal citizens, a little stuck up, but you know, the Hamanam was sitting with them and uh, cramping their lifestyle. They have a whole system there with a fancy restaurant and they, they can serve you uh, sushi if you want and you see the whole lots of there. So to them, it makes a big difference. They paid for this, they work for this, they work hard for this, and, and they want it. And for some reason, the other people are dying to get in and are very happy to get the discounted rate of $100 instead of $600 or $1,200. And uh, I confirm, no, the ushers don't let them in and they have strict orders, whether well, that applies to all the sections. But it makes a big deal to people where they're sitting. What difference does it make? Sit in the bleachers and get yourself binoculars. The answer is, it's good to be there. Not as geschmack when you see all the people who have better seats. Now, what he started by learning last night is, well, that sounds like petty jealousy. It's not. Akash Baruch Hu, and this, Mrs. Trump doesn't explain this, but it's partially, that's why it doesn't explain it. Akash Baruch Hu created all the various meters that we have to be used for good or for bad. Petty jealousy is for bad. That's what drives the industry, the whole advertising industry is what drives the advertising to convince you to buy things you don't need, things you never thought you wanted, and to create a want and a need because of COVID. And Radifas are covered and Radifas are that's how the whole Olamaze works. That's the bad application. The good application is Kinnas Seifrim Taiba Chachma Balamaze. And you don't want to find out that Kaladam Nichve Bukhupasa Shachavero, which is the challenging concept we were discussing last night, which I'd like to explain further uh, tonight. Yes? Well, maybe, maybe we could say that it's not even necessarily a question of jealousy. If we could say is that it, it's not that the person. The Nisham is bothered that somebody else has something. It's bothered he doesn't have it. But that, he wants that to be closer. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like, he, like he it's could, not petty he jealousy. Sees, sees it's it not petty. I could have also had Well, that's with that. We mentioned that last night, and I want to correct. And I want to, I want to capitalize on that point because, yeah, it's not, it can't be petty jealousy because Nisham shouldn't have it. Although, there are many Makaris that the bad this you don't fix up Elam Hazer, go with the Elam it's a frightening concept as well. Not trying to scare everybody. We're just trying to put people into focus. How can that be? Well, Novel was a good guy. Remember him? from? Uh, not Novel. Novel was not a good guy. <laughs> and Novel was, matter of fact, we discussed what? We discussed Novel and how he got that name and what his mother, what, what his mother was thinking when... Um, 
when uh, yeah 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 you know what I didn't want to bring him up now because uh, we're going to get into it it's going to take too long I want to get to two points to remind me to get back to it afterwards there is a concept that you take bad this if you don't work on them and fix them up in a Lamahaba you can have bad this also how can that be? It's the LMS, you see, mom, how can you have bad this? Bad this is when you're grossly mistaken about something. The MS is right in front of you. In all its glory, how can you have bad this? You can't win the battle, which is the very painful part that some describe that as Gehenna, which is what we're going to focus on tonight. I just want to explain what the Messiah Shalom was saying, just to understand the, uh, there's no push-up shot here, but understand according to our understanding. In Olam Haba, you see the MS, it doesn't mean you can't have petty jealousy, but the Messiah Shalom said, when I've been discussing petty jealousy, discussing what you just brought up, and that is, you're seeing what you could have done, pain Number one is what you see you could have done yourself that we emphasize in the sign of takeoff. Everybody signs their own document based on things they could have done. Famous marshal, the guy says, I didn't have the head to learn. And then Hashem said, what would you do for a living? And he explains that uh, he was a fisherman. He said, oh, what would you do? He said, oh, it's a whole chachma. You make nets and you got to know where they go and you got to get it. You got to spread the nets. So you figured it out. The man says, well, that's money. That, that I had to do. So again, what we introduced last night, it's all a question of how much value you place on anything you're doing. The value you place is going to give you the equation of how much effort you're going to put in and whether it makes a difference to you whether you're really good at it or mediocre. And the things you love and the things you know are important, you're not going to be mediocre. You might not love your job, but you're going to try to excel because you've got to pay the bills. So you're also not going to settle for being mediocre. Hashem is going to pass in what you're going to bring in, but that's not your concern. But you want to know you tried, and rightfully so. So the first painful episode, which again many describe as, as Gehenim, that is what Gehenim is, is seeing what you could have done, your own handwriting, your own signature, against other things you did about the showing you had the talent, you had the drive, you had the desire when you wanted to have it. The second part, which Mr. Sharma is explaining, is even more painful, is seeing a chaver who, although you don't have the exact same resume, nobody has the exact same circumstance and lots of talent, but people more or less know who has similar backgrounds, similar talents, and then all of a sudden, this is the Yanim it doesn't mean every Russia you see is a Lamed Vavik and every you see is something else. It means that within all of us, all the Benadim, you have people who get to Omhabas. I thought he was well below me. Now you see similar challenges, similar circumstances, and he capitalized and pushed the agenda. You didn't. And although it's not petty jealousy, but it highlights what you could have done. Because even if you fool yourself, which you can't after you see the Yad Chaysen boy, You'll see many, many people you know. This whole thing's a chiddush nifla. The Gemara challenges. Do you really see what the other guy? You really see chupasu I'm not getting into that now. That's a discussion. But there's an assumption that, for some ways, yes, and it's painful. And no, you won't be satisfied with being over here if you could have been that much closer to a kodesh for nitzchias. Famous example which I think I said a number of years ago in a, in a Tshuva Drosh, it's a very powerful, short pick of Rebelezer, but when you realize what it's telling you, it almost takes away everybody's excuse. So, before you close your ears and run out of the room, let me tell you what it is, because you can use it with your friends. The Gemara tells over the Misa of the Tshuva of Rish so we know from the Gemara that he met Rabbi Yochanan, jumped in the water. Rabbi Yochanan said, you have such kayach. You should use your kayach for Torah. 
said, uh, my, my sister is eligible. You look like a very from guy, not yet, but will be, and a very big Choshev uh, Gadladar will be. Rabbi Yechanan saw tremendous potential, and the Shidduch was made, and he became his Talmud, his Chavus, his Talmud Chavar, and half of Shas is Rabbi Yechanan Beish That's the part that's famous. The part that's not as famous is the Pekadar Belezer. Pekadar Belezer brings us back to when Beish was with his gang. Beish Lakish, whether he was firm a little bit went through some wild years and then came back or wasn't from, I mean, nobody really wasn't from to begin with. They always had right, people. It wasn't like uh, Haskalah. But whatever the background was, he fell in with a bad group. And he had a gang. The gang consisted of three people. Reshlokesh and his two friends. And they had a very lucrative business going. Don't try this in real time. Uh, they had a cave. They had a hideout. And every night they went down from the cave to the crossroads. And anybody who had the misfortune to be traveling in their direction was uh, stopped, questioned, and then they explained to him that it's Kedai to give over the money before they do something rash. And for all we know, Rishlokas never touched anybody, but he was very strong, and they probably didn't have to actually touch anybody. And uh, as they say in Staten Island, after they explained it to him, he was very cooperative. They did say that in Staten Island, right? I don't want to... You, you, okay, so I uh, hope you've never been there. So um, they did this night after night, and it was very lucrative, very little overhead. The electricity in the cave didn't cost that much. Uh, the rent was zero, and it was cool, low profit. And this went on day after day, week after week, month after month, and these young adults are making a fortune and having a grand old time. And um, I don't know who Riley was, but they were living the life of. So uh, they were having a blast. One night, Meshlokish couldn't sleep, was tossing and turning. That happens, by the way, when you have something bothering you. I don't know if that ever happened to anybody here, toss and turn. Something like knowing, you don't know exactly what it is, and life is great, and it couldn't get better. Can you imagine? 100% profit, no overhead, running a business with your pals. Couldn't be better. What? Uh, <laughs> so uh, you don't have to do any work. You don't have to explain anything to anybody. You're just, okay. It's almost as good as it gets in, in, in Parnassa, and assuming again nobody's really getting hurt and uh, wonderful and he's tossing and turning tossing and turning looking at the cave ceiling his friends are sleeping blissfully and he's tossing and turning and he starts thinking you know this is not a very geschmacka matzah and he didn't say it like that uh, for a nice Jewish boy like what in the world am I doing there has to be something more to life you can have a great time every single night and then drink eat drink and be merry and make a lot of money and yeah and then what so he thought about it and spent a sleepless night. This is all described in Picador Blizzard, and with my commentary. And he, before morning, before dawn, he picked himself up, slipped out of the cave, and left. He said, I'm out of here. This is not a life. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do, but this is not it. So my conjecture is the Picador Blizzard came after he started thinking, and then he didn't exactly know yet what the answer was, but Hashem's hand led him to meet Rabbi Yochanan, and the rest, as they say, was history. Those things happen in life just as an important aside, part of uh, general Tshuva theme, is that the more you just try to think about what to do, Kosh Baruch will give you to move you in the right direction. So I assume the Pekadah Beleza happened, obviously, before he met Rabbi Yochanan, and he left. So... There are many lessons over here. One lesson which 
I'm not going to get into now either, and it can be misquoted, so please don't. But it's very clear, not my conjecture, it says Beferish in the Medrash, Loshav he didn't go back. And we would say, didn't go back? Uh, why wasn't he Makar of them? Why didn't he stay and talk about it? Convince them to come? No, what's the answer? I don't know how old they were. Three 18-year-old Bachram in the cave, making a lot of money, having a good time. Rishakish was smart enough to realize, he was in Eliyatsum, that I'm having a moment of Azariah, that if I don't act on it now, and if I stay, it's two against one, and my friends are having a good time, and so am I, and the conversation is going to last three minutes, and I'm going to remain here the rest of my life. So I'd like to help him out. It doesn't even sound like he went back any time thereafter as he was growing. I'm sure as Rishakish, he probably seeked them out. We'll get to the end of the story in a moment. There's so many things you can learn from this, this small little medrash. He slipped out. Which means Kirov is something we talk about here a lot. Kirov Kraven, Kirov Chaykim, it's Gavaldik, the Swiss is off the charts. I usually tell teenagers that Kirov is not what they should be focusing on necessarily because the danger that they could be Makurov or Maruchik in the other direction is just as potent. It's dangerous even if you're an adult, but you've got to be careful when you're young and impressionable. We usually emphasize Chayach HaKadman. Not always, and there's uh, in every yeshiva, in every Beis uh, there's the balance of how much do you give over to the next Bacher, and you've got to give, and you've got to teach them to give, you've got to teach your children the balance, but err on the side of caution, because uh, they're not ready necessarily to do Kirov. And he felt he wasn't ready, and he felt he was vulnerable, and he slipped out. And he slipped out before he can convince them, because he didn't think he would, or he thought it was too risky and before his Yetzirah would convince him that was all a bad dream and stay where you are it doesn't get much better than this he slipped out fast forward the Medrash says that he didn't go back and he became a Shlokish and then many 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 decades later they all died on the same day 60, 70, 80 years later who knows and that's where the Medrash ends and the Medrash contrasts that his Nesham went to Haba, and they went somewhere else. And it describes that somewhere else. Shol Tachtiyos or some Loshan like that. So what's the purpose of the end of this Medrash? Every word's important. What's the purpose of this to tell you, like if you serve Ayakich on Schnapps for Eshlokish's yard side, you should have them in mind. Like what's the, uh, what's, what's the contrast? The answer, Lachaira, is that the number one excuse that most people who grew up, certainly, um, you'll remember in yeshiva, and you think of your classmates, and we always like to look down in Ruchnius and look up in Gashmias. We're always looking at everybody who has more than we have, and in Ruchnius, you say, look, I'm doing better than him. I go to a shir at night, there, he's not even showing up. Ah, you can learn even more and go to another one, another one. I'm doing better than him. The trick is to look up in Ruchnius and down in Gashmias, and what we do in yeshiva is when we see somebody who's doing better in yeshiva or in adulthood or in shul, we start right away, because we're human, thinking of, quickly of excuses why they're doing better. It's usually they're smarter, they can concentrate better, they're better yichus, they're better this, and schusavus, and schusavus, but they mean short-term schusavus, they have a thousand excuses why they're doing better. And Hopefully, when you get mature enough to understand that all those are excuses, and it doesn't make a difference how many blot you learned, it doesn't make a difference how much you understood. It's all dependent on our mailless and effort. And if you find something more difficult, you get more schar. So it's an opportunity. 
and we often fool ourselves and all the people who are doing better in whatever category it is, we say, yeah, that's the, they're destined for greatness. So there, there, is no, there is a concept destined for greatness, but it doesn't mean that you're out, everybody's destined to greatness in their arena. And the excuse is uh, potent, even though it's false. And Lachar, the message over here, is saying that they all had the same lifeline, which shows they had the same, we know they were friends, they had similarities, they got along well, had similar backgrounds, they ended up in the same place. So we know that they're working, not, nobody has the exact same kaychas, but very, very similar. As similar as close friends will get, and they're all the same at the time. And what happened? Reish Lakish became Reish Lakish, the other two, we don't even know their names. And hopefully after 12 months, maximum in Gehenim, they ended up somewhere, maybe due to Reish Lakish's tefillahs later, who knows what. Maybe it's, I try to be much be in the lifetime, the measure doesn't talk about that. But it takes away the excuse. So there is the nichveh even if they ended up in the bleachers, they will look down at Reish Lakish and say, wait a second, we were in the same gang. What happened? He was like to be tossing and turning. Not to take anything away from him, but so, as a trigger event, I'm so, so let me address that. Let me address that. No, no, it's a good question. I, we, the great thing about all you guys, you raise all the questions you think of, and you should. So when you said he was there to toss and turn, you're insinuating that he had a mitla they didn't have, that he was more of an insomniac. No, no. That's not true. I think that, I think the shot is that he, he took a moment to think about life, it hit him, and he was honest. Not taking away from his shoulders. I'm just yeah. saying, we don't know what triggered that night where he made that achotah. I, I will never know, but point is, many things hit. I, I'll just give a, a guess, a stab in the dark. I'm not saying this, I'm just, it's just as a dogma. It could be that so night. Well, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, they saw this also. They just but didn't move. Story, that's it, it's I know. I the medrash you could have read in a minute and a half. It took me eight minutes to say it over because I wanted to give you the full flavor. Uh, let me just give you a dogma of what could have happened. Could have been a million things. Let's say you know this business is very lucrative but tricky when you have to explain things to people. And what if a guy's carrying a sword? You know, you got to be ready for all contingent, you know, possibilities and plans. And let's say that particular night it got close to having to hit somebody which hopefully they never did, never had to. Um, they explained to him again, and then he said, okay, here's my wallet. And then they went up and uh, split the booty. And Beish who has such an incredible neshama, such a pure, can you imagine what neshama was locked in there before he knew it? And it hit him, and he's thinking that night, he says, you know, I, that could have been very messy, and that, uh, that's really not nice what we're doing. You know, the guy worked hard for his money. It could be the day's events, when you're a bandit, you know, it can get rough. The events hit him, and his friends, all three were there. And his friends also saw it. So why did he toss and turn and they didn't? Could be at a level, again, not to take a level of sensitivity they thought about. No. It's so complex. Uh, it's very complex. What, it's very complex, but I... Nobody, yes. Like the says, Nobody's exactly the same. That's why this medrash, so this story, yes, but it's about as close as they can get. If you ever have three peas in a pod with the same background, same lifeline, everything, it's Rachel Lakish and his pals. So that's how close you get. Yes, there's still differences because they're still different people. But you're just representing, which is nice of you for the Elam, you're representing the pushback that we all have, and that is, yeah, Lamaisa, but if I had his sensitivity, I also would have become very sluggish. That's really what you're saying, which is well representative of the point we're trying to make. 
that Lamaisa, he must have still had an advantage. What's the raya? The raya is, if I failed and he passed, must he had an advantage. No, I'm just, just saying that. Just, so that's what most people say. Extrapolation from this particular story. Everybody's mechoyim ah. to do what they can do within their own series. But Lamaisa, I'm not saying you. Um, okay, but, but it did say the fact that at the same timeline for a reason. Lamaisa, I'm not picking on you, but you shouldn't shoot the messenger. But Lamaisa, we all do this because we hear this from our children, and we probably did it when we were children. Come home, and uh, they got an 85 on the test. Not a bad mark. And uh, they're in a bad mood, and you finally get it out of them. Is that their good pal got a 92. Why they got an 82? What's the first answer? They're smarter. What's the second answer? They're smarter. What's the third answer? Well, maybe they're studying more. No, they're more motivated to study naturally, which might be true. This is like, it goes in your house, goes on in your house every night, right? Uh, so the truth is, is that it could be your child had to work five times as hard to get the 85, and they're going to get more schar if you get schar for a math test. Um, whatever, different schmooze. But they're getting schar for doing the right thing, and they're in yeshiva, and whatever the curriculum is, they've got to finish it, and they've got to be good about it. And that means they'll get, uh, you know, let's get off the math. They had a Gemara test. He's going to get more schar for the uh, mailers he had to get for that 85 than the other guy that got a 99 sailing through it. There's no doubt about it. He'll say, well, just doesn't pay to be smart. Certainly not brilliant. That's not true. Because if you're that much smarter, you've got to do that much more. So it all evens out. And same thing with sensitivity. There's certain, everybody has a different personality. There's certain people who write checks easier than others. I don't know if you know that. Obviously, there's certain people with a more natural tear to giving stalker and to being kind and all that. So that doesn't pot to the other guy from writing checks. It just means he's got to work harder to do it. And he might end up writing a smaller check because he had to work hard. But if he worked twice as hard, he still gets more schar for less money. But you can't fool yourself and say, well, I wrote a small check. Tell the next person who comes to your house. Sorry for the small check, but I have to work very hard. And my rub said I'm putter. I'm not, <laughs> you have to know, you have to be honest with yourself. It's a, it's a difficult, uh, difficult thing to figure out. Anyway, the point that Mrs. John is talking about, and we'll get back to some of it now, and that is the, there's a painful experience right away when you see that your signature is there and Hashem is comparing you to you, the famous Beis Levi, where Yasef Tanan and the brothers, you're telling me that your father's going to be so upset that we don't bring back Shimon and Benjamin and it's going to be terrible. You did the same thing, your whole Tainan, where were you? And the Medjush over there goes on it that everybody's going to feed Masha who? So you have to live up to yourself, and then people in kind, which again, Ali, not, not exactly the same, but which is a complicated uh, topic and concept, is that there'll be not a petty jealousy, but a missed opportunity that Shama will acutely feel in Olam Haba, and nobody likes to be in the bleachers looking at somebody with the closest seat for the next five trillion years especially if they could have just been Mesonefish more for a short 120. It's just not, not worth it, which is what he's trying to talk. Remember, the first group is for the Bala Madrega, who understand the Ruchnius. He's now going to go on to explain it, as he started explaining it, on a more Gashmiistical level, like the baseball marshal, which we're going to get back to. Uh, go back to the second page of the paragraph. is Ach Lepesuchim. It's on page Yutes, which is uh, one page in the second column. He's going to explain it more graphically for the lower Madrega, which is uh, all of us, uh, to some degree. Everybody loves COVID, and you're not going to want to be missing something, just like you don't want to be missing something. Now, is this the best thing to motivate you? No. L'shema is the best way. 
Avetz Hashem is the best way. But Lamaisa, a little bit, and if the Moshe works and gets people motivated, then that's fine. Chaim Mivalajan says, can mean a whole lifetime activity, and you raise the Shema from 19% to 26%. You don't have to end up at 100%. You just got to work on raising the bar. So it's a life, is a lifetime activity, and that's why these mashalom about money and covet are important. The seating arrangement is according to what you accomplished. What you accomplished doesn't mean, again, the amount of blot, the amount of stalker. It means the amount you could do and the mysterious nefesh that you're willing to do to try to get there. No matter what they look like in this world, how can you ignore this where there's the only chance to do this? Remember the Vilnagun cried, Vilnagun who accomplished more than anybody in his generation, cried and held his sits when he was dying and said, you can't buy this thing for, here it's uh, five Gushim, you can't buy this Elam Haba where I'm going for all the money in the world. Even if you're the Vilnagun. I know we have Yartzeit with the Ayakech on the Schnapps and we wish everybody in the Shamash have an Aliyah. Uh, that's based, uh, it's complicated, but that's based on the fact that whoever you were mashpi on, your children, your friends, Tamidim, if they're still here and it's residual, speaking of investments, Ellie, this is a really good one because <laughs> this never stops and uh, that's why the guy says there, there's three dinim. Is a din, well, it's a din every year and there's a din when a person leaves this world and there's a din on Pinister every year, the earth site, and there's a din, a din, a Godavanaira. What do you need, a final Yamadin? The answer is, you got a tally as we, Baruch Hashem, we must be on people. And you leave this world, there are thousands, tens of thousands of people who, as a ripple effect, are mushba by the good things you do. Ben Latay, Ben Lamuta, we'll talk about the good things. And the computer keeps running with dividends and dividends and dividends and dividends and preferred dividends. And the Yamadin, a tallies everything up. So you can actually move up in Olam Haba, not for anything you're doing in Olam Haba. Shem is having aliyah for the child who's davening and learning for the earth side. And that's the aliyah because that is real dividends, dividends, something he did. For whatever extent he did it, and therefore you can go up and you can't do anything to raise the level in Olam Haba, which he's going to make very obvious as we continue. Which he said right now because it can't be fixed later. Yes, Ellie? Was that it? Yeah, just, I think in Olam Haba it's going to be a lot clearer than the Bible this one. Yeah, so but. You're going to be able to see the, the judgment of the, of the guy here. You don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't gauge it. 100%. Yeah. And they're all, all what you could have done. Right, right. Right, right. You can't hide. It'll be so clear. You won't say it's because he was naturally more motivated than that. The other thing, correct? So then, right. so it's going to be right. Right, right. Just interesting that after you, you right, but after you compare it against yourself, it's already a, a critique. But there's two layers here. The Mr. Sham didn't even say that part. He's, that part is represented in many midrashim. But the Beis Halevi with that whole message by Yosef. But over here, it's contrasting against other people who you know, which means you're going to have some level of knowing what's going on, which is there not for a motivator. That's part of uh, Olam Haba is Olam Haba, and it's the most enjoyable thing. Chazal say you put all the Tanuge Olam Hazet together. It's a pella. 
Uh, I told this to saying several once. One guy said, no, I put it all together. It's not that enjoyable here. I said, well, if you see that already, that's the reason why Hashem made the world full of Nisianus and ups and downs is that we shouldn't get too comfortable. If we get too comfortable, we're going to forget what we're here for, which is what the Mesir Sharm is going to go into. So there are Tanukh and Many of them involved in mitzvahs. You can enjoy Suda's mitzvahs and uh, enjoy the things Hashem gave you uh, for your Avedis Hashem. But Chazak say clearly, he had everything up for 120 years, every single one. It doesn't equal one moment in Alam Haba. So whatever that means, it's, uh, it's out of the stratosphere. Little, literally and figuratively, yes? Alam Haba is so much better, and Yehudim is so terrible. Then what, why do we ask on Yom that we say... You know, uh, yes, yes. Why, why, why not just say? Oh, very good question. Right. You, you're, what you're alluding to, let me elaborate on your question. What you're alluding to is the fact that Hashem doesn't give anybody a punishment. There's no thing as a punishment, Klape Shemaya. Hashem gives, the way they discuss, again, a separate topic, topic, but an important one, which we'll get to one of these years. Din and Rachamim is really the same thing in terms of what a person can handle. And Akash Baruch Hu would rather use Rachamim to wake somebody up. And if they get the message, then it's softened by the Midas Rachamim. We beg for that, to answer your question first. We beg for that because we're afraid we can't hold up to the Midas Adin, And we don't want a mitzvah that we fall apart. So we ask Hashem for Rachamim that whatever reminder we get, it should be softer. Just to answer your question with a soundbite. Sadikim Gemurim, like Rabbi Kiva, Saru Gemalchus, which is why we talk about it on Yom Kippur, one of the many reasons, they were able to handle pure Mitzvah Sadin, and it just elevated them. We never ask for that. Don't ask for it. Don't ask for Nisanis. We just ask for what we ask for. The theme of Davin is always asking for Racham, even though if Hashem sends whatever He sends, it's for our own good to either give us a kapara, or wake us up, or a blend of both. So you're asking, why do, we, why do we beg Hashem that He shouldn't send it to us? Don't we want to be woken up? The answer is yes. We're asking that it should be something we could handle. That's the, that's the short answer. Uh, the, uh, the blend of Olam Haba and sitting in Olam Haba and seeing what you could have done at the Ganem part, uh, this is Mamish, Enlan Esik Menestaris, but there must be a point where the anguish is the Gehenim and that stops at a certain point and then the Neshama gets just to enjoy what they did earn, which is significant to Mitzvah Shem. But we don't want, as the Mitzvah Shem is trying to get across, but we don't want to have to face that because we ignored the real facts of what's coming. And it should be in a positive way of Avas Hashem, Lishmah, that we want to do the right thing, doing it for Avas Hashem, but we are not always on that Madrega, and therefore the Mitzvah Shem says, you have to let people know that Kinnon, Kovit, and these things which we recognize can be used to spur that growth. And Amit Hashem will pick up on that tomorrow night.